Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Happy Haven Podcast. I'm flying solo again due to weather. Um, you know, we love you, Steps, and we hope you're safe. I know I actually just got a text from him saying that he actually had to respond to a call. He's got a whole building backing up, so uh, I feel you, man. I wish you could be here instead of there. But tonight, we have the oh-so-talented Brett Booth. You know him as Demon Puppy on Twitter. And uh, he's been cool enough to come on and talk with me tonight. So uh, we're just going to get right to it. Say hi, Brett. Hello. How are you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. So, That's good. That's good. So uh, other than the fact that I've looked up how many books you've worked on and holy cow, um, what are your current projects that everybody would be able to recognize and go pick up? Uh, right now, uh, it's pretty much Titans. Uh, just finished, I finished 11 a weeks ago. I guess that comes out next week. And then I'm about to start uh, issue 14 next week. I'm on vacation this week. And then uh, I just, after, after I finished 11, I did a eight-page backlash story for that Wildstorm 25th anniversary special that comes out in August. Yes, uh, dude. I, yes, I'm seeing all the buzz for that. I, I have... Some of those older originals. Um, yeah, that was weird. That was weird going back to that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, were you working with Lee Field again, or? Oh no, no, I worked with Jim Lee. Jim uh, Lee, Rob's that's Rob. right. Yeah. yeah. Rob's was a uh, was uh, uh, crap. What is it called? <laughs> extreme, extreme. Because Norm, Norm, my my inker worked work, work there, um, and Norm, you worked at Wallstorm for a little bit too. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, they, like, I got a call in like February. Uh, from uh, Ben Abernathy, and he's like, dude, he's, I was like, cause he's in charge of, like, talent relations, I was like, oh, crap, what happened? <laughs> I don't usually get a call from them. Right. And, uh, he's like, oh, uh, so I talked to Jim the other day, and I told him that it was Walt, or August was Wildcat's Walt, Walt 25th anniversary, and he was like, really? So I was, so he's like, yeah, I want, so I ta- put this whole thing together, and I was wondering if he wanted to do something, and I was like, huh. It's like, well, I hadn't really thought about it much, uh, but maybe, you know, I could do a little short story or something, and uh, so it's like let me you know, me you know let me think about some stuff and it's like hold on no yeah it's fine barking dogs probably a rabbit um that's an uh, awesome sorry, sentence huh that's an awesome sentence barking dogs probably. yeah the damn dogs they're just they are rabbit <laughs> season so they're barking and there's a little, little cocktail that always walks by the, walks by the fence and kisses them off um <laughs> so it's getting dark, so they should be quiet soon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he, thought, he, he told me, uh, Tom asked me about this, and I was like, okay, uh, can, let me think of some stories, let me think of some ideas, because I really had nothing. Because uh, they wanted it to take place inside the Wallstorm universe, and I just like, jeez, it's been, you know, like 15 years since I've done anything with that, and uh, like writing anything too, and like, I used to work with a partner. And uh, so it was just kind of. Uh, Friend of mine, like my colorist uh, Andrew Delhoff, is a huge Wildstorm fan, so he's like, was sending me comics. And <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, do this, do this, do that, and like, pitched the idea. I pitched like three or four ideas. They took the, they took the one, um, and so I started working on that. And then I had to like, but I'm writing it too, and it's so strange trying to remember. Is it backlash? Yeah, it's backlash. It's, it's, a, it's an eight-page backlash story. Uh, oh yes. And it's, and uh, so I don't want to give anything of it away, 
Of course not, no, but... Dude, I'm stoked for that. That is so awesome. I actually have... Well, the funny thing is, like, the first issue of Backlash is actually lost. Really? Uh, yeah, I was on a Cyclist drive along with Stormwatch, and I'm not sure what the other issue was, and uh, the, the, the disc got corrupted, so it's gone. No! <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's friggin' insane. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the reasons why they never did any, like, trade for it. You know what? I've thought about that. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess not, that was no, just. They were going to do a trade later on, but it, the sales, I guess, weren't there for it or something. I thought when trades weren't that big in the late 90s, so they did a cover for it, but it never actually showed up. Dang, dude. So, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens, but still, for us, it's, that's like heartbreaking. That's like, it will never be again. Yeah, you'll never see it again. <laughs> so, if you, you know, if anybody who has it, Hold tight. The original comic, that's it. There's only 151,000 copies. (laughs) I'll tell you what, for a book from the 90s, that's an amazing statistic. That was actually low. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. The the, the rarity of that, and then you adding that onto it. um, I I mean... Well, it's funny, because that was like, um, 94, the beginning of 94, is when the market started dropping. Yep. And uh, they had actually... It was funny, they just had a meeting at Image... And Jim came back and said, the, the new rule is anything that sells below like 175,000 copies gets canceled. And then like, they got the numbers for like uh, Kinder number one and, uh, and Gen 13 number one. And they all came in like under 150. Ooh. <laughs> so like, shit. Right? And they had to go back and uh, you know, they had to revise the three that, That's when they kind of just started dropping off. It wasn't that bad. I mean, they're still selling around 100 and some odd thousand copies. So, you know, I mean, they Isn't that considered a good number today, though? Oh, that would be awesome today. Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, I knew there was like a, a huge good numbers today. Is anything over like thirty-five? So I was saying, I knew there was like a huge paradigm shift. I I, I was born in eighty-one, so okay. you're talking when you guys, when you guys were doing, you know, when Image was just coming about and all these independent houses were cropping up. I was right yeah. at the. I mean, I, and I told Eric Larson this too. Like I was right at the right angsty punk rock age. I was 13, 14 years old, and all this stuff was coming out, and I was just like, screw, yeah. screw Marvel and DC, like, man, 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 man. Well, that was a weird thing. It was, uh, like, I remember, I was trying to get in, and a friend of mine worked at Marvel, and he sent me, he got me, in this, he sent my submissions, brought it to an editor, and so I got the standard seven-page Luke Cage story. Ooh. Tryout story to draw that same day, I, Jim called. Jim Lee called. <laughs> and I was like, screw Marvel. <laughs> All right? That's crazy, uh, though. Yeah, yeah, because they're like, oh, we want to fly out. We want to you know, get you to get, 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 get out for like a month and kind of test you out and work on a project so we can see. And so I, 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 I did a couple things that was like in November. And then I did a couple like pinups and stuff. And he actually inked one of them and they used it for the ad for Walk Hat Zero, which was the first book I ever did. And I flew 
there in like the beginning of January of 93, and like two or three days after I got there, I started working on Wildcat Zero, and then I finished that while I was there, and then I flew home, and then came back and moved out there permanently in like March. That's awesome. I actually have all that stuff still. Like, I, I, everyone's... It's amazing. It's amazing. I, get, I still find it, like half of what I sign is still that old Wildstorm stuff. Man, I'll tell you, like, there's a... You know, a month ago, and, and it, I know it makes me look stalkerish, and I don't care, but I want, no, like, I want the artists that I've grown up reading and admiring to know that, you know, to you guys it might just be, you know, I'm sure there's standout issues you worked on, but to you guys, I mean, it is a job, and it does mean something still, that this many years later, there was, a, about a month ago, I went through a pull box, and I just started tweeting stuff to you, and Norm Ratmond and Greg Capullo and like, <laughs> you name it and it was just like all this like, like yeah, well, that's the thing is it's like oh I hate looking at that old stuff <laughs> I so hate looking at it it's like I just, all I see are the flaws man that's I wish all like I see I yeah, it's, it's, so it's funny it's like you're like oh man what's your favorite issue and it's usually like a current issue because it's like I don't if I go back and look at stuff I'm just like oh man I Oh, that's just terrible. <laughs> right, because you consider yourself so much more honed now than... But I'll tell you what, though. Like, for us, it was it was a time to be alive in comics. I know sales were weird, and Marvel was selling off everything to stay alive back then for movie rights yeah, and film that, rights. Yeah, that, that whole fiasco with uh, Capital City really screwed them. <laughs> but for us, I mean, as the readers, you guys were just like right at the perfect time for formative years for for a lot of us and oh yeah well, I, I mean, still I, keep I, mean, it was a, I think the biggest problem that image had is it was too artist driven I mean you know it, it's as an artist you know you really want like we want a ton of freedom but at the same time um, we weren't really that great <laughs> at doing that stories and stuff I mean you know they have, they have like our who were actually working on their their stuff uh, at Marvel, so they were like more honed for writing than the other guys who came on, you know, like Rob and Jim and, and uh, Mark Silvestri and stuff like that. Um, they were they were they came, but they didn't have the writing chops touch to to, to kind of get this stuff. I think as they hook as well. If I think if they had some better writing, we might have been able to hook things a little better than it did. You're breaking the magic. <laughs> no man, you're all good, dude. You were there. I wasn't. Writers, writers are horrible. I was uh, just that kid plunking down a dollar ninety five or a dollar twenty five. Going back and, and looking back at it, you know, you know, objectively, you know. Oh, most definitely. It was really hard to write this eight page story. It, you know, it's just like, man, I was, I was like, well, what the hell do I do now? I think I, like, I was like, okay, I told the editor, I told Ben, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this like we did it. It's just totally old school. Um. Layouts on the boards. Well, I did it on a little piece of paper and then they got on the board. But no script until after the the art's already done. That's how we used to do it. It was like even more than the you know the Marvel style where they give you like a script, a plot, a, a basic plot, and you just draw from that. Right. Just, uh, we didn't even use that. We just we would go to dinner, come up with the story, go back to the studio, and start drawing the thing on the comic on the boards. Wow. We just start laying it out. We would decide that's what we would do it that way. And I mean that's how we did it. So twisting to. Uh, and even the way we're doing it now at DC, which is, what is basically I get the full script. I could, which I do like parts of that because I get the dialogue so I can 
I was drawing um, uh, was it Stormwatch Four when Stormwatch Two was being worked on, and so that was then we did like a Stormwatch Zero in between. So it was like you know three or four months from when I drew it to when the script was done, and like Branch White comes out like, um, what the hell's going on? This panel. Yeah, that's like, that sounds. I don't remember. But Tim was like, "Give me the," and he would go and he'd like white it out and he'd change the expression. <laughs> that is discombobulating as hell. I can't remember. Yeah, it was. It was. So it, it, there's pluses and minuses for all the different techniques. But like, I had when I did this the background story, I like when I wrote the dialogue for the first four pages that I was doing the layouts, and I wrote the dialogue too small, and when I went back, I couldn't read it. Damn. <laughs> I'm like trying to figure out what the hell I was trying to write for. Like, ah, oh, damn it. So do you still... I, all right, so so, like you said, uh, we can go back and forth. Like, what's going on now? What what was what was then? Give everybody a... Give everybody a time travel here and there. So yeah. do you still hand draw or... Like, how do you... How do, you do you still... Do you use a digital tablet, or do you still do everything by hand? Oh, no, no, it, hand? it's all pencil and paper, pen rulers, yes. and triangle, that's all I use. Pencil, paper, two pencils, actually three. I use a, a two five-inch mechanical, 5.5-inch 5. mechanical pencils, one with two-inch lead and one with an HB lead. I use a larger lead holder pencil, like a drafting pencil, um, which I never sharpen, and that's for like filling in blacks and blocking out um, uh, special effects and some of that stuff, and that's uh, HB as well. A neat eraser and uh, 18-inch triangle, and that's all I use. Wow, Type dude. Of paper. And then if I need a circle or something like that, you know, um, whatever bottle is laying around, or a quarter. <laughs> it's funny, I, at the last show I was at, I was doing something, and Todd Knox's wife comes up, and she's like, hey, Brent, do you have a, uh, you have a, you have a circle template? Todd forgot his. And I was like, circle template? <laughs> it's like, I got a quarter. Right. <laughs> So you're on Titans. Have you been on that since the new 52? Um, I did team Titans at the beginning of the new 52. Okay, and, yeah. Uh, up, to, up to like issue 16. You were the one who brought 16. back Wally West, right? Yes. And then I did <laughs> the other Titans. I did uh, the Rebirth and then up through 11. Then I'm taking 12, 13 off and then I'm back on 14. Nice. Thank you for bringing back Wally West, by the way. Uh, I, you're welcome, but it was it was who? Jeff Johns. Oh, well, yeah, Jeff Johns, you know. Because the, the story. Um, I was, uh, they had just announced the solicitations for Aquaman 50. I was doing Aquaman 50. Nice. And uh, the previous Aquaman artists and writer got a lot of flack. Death threats. The, the whole shebang. Death threats? And so, oh yeah, they were not happy. Aquaman fans are very passionate. <laughs> and uh, so when I got announced with the cover, we like took them back to the, the scale, the scale suit and the, the hair. And uh, so there was a lot of positive buzz for the Aquaman people. They were, they loved it, which is great. Um, so and the next day I got a call from Brian Cunningham, who was the editor, and he was like, hey, Brett, um, we're thinking about doing this thing called a rebirth for we're gonna go by weekly. And we were wondering if you would do the first three issues of Aquaman. Wow. And I was like, ah, uh, I would want the flash because I was like, I've been working on that damn 
other Aquaman from the one that everybody hated, but I actually really liked that design. Yeah, so it was way. It was way. I, I was more, something more. I want more of what I would be interested in drawing. And uh, heavy metal. So going Aquaman. back to that one, I it just didn't. Which was funny because I was like, I, I didn't really like drawing Aquaman as much as I enjoyed drawing like uh, Mira and Garth, and then the, the bad guy Deadwater, which we created for that. Was a lot more, I enjoyed everybody else but Aquaman. Right. <laughs> so I had like gone through, and so I was like, well, what if? I don't know about doing this and uh, I was like let me think about it and so I called email Dan Dio and I talked to, talk, talk to Brian later that day and Brian's like well I don't want to you didn't hear this from me but they're bringing Wally back I was like what are you talking about because we already brought the other Wally back in the Flash which is actually what I, I actually drew that it's actually why I drew the Flash is because they were going to bring Wally back <laughs> right yeah and uh, so now the other Wally the original Wally they're bringing him back what? I've been asking for this for years. I sent in literally nine pitches with Wally. Wow. And, uh, and so, uh, so I was like, tells me this, I'm driving home and I'm furious and I'm trying to figure out a way to get, do this Wally thing. And so I emailed Dan and I was like, hey, um, I I hear from the grapevine that you're bringing back Wally, and I'd really like to be a part of that. And Danny emails me back, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, we already have your plan for drawing this thing, which is actually, I guess I was supposed to draw some of the rebirth, the, the, the thing that Jeff Johns wrote originally. And uh, then, you're, then, you go, then you go back to Aquaman, and I was like, ah, I'm not sure if I want to, opt on, want to draw Aquaman. And so we had actually worked at a deal where I was going to draw the first three issues of Aquaman, and then I would go back and some Flash with all the Wallies together. Oh, man. With Barry. That was the plan. And then, um, so I'm thinking this is what's happening, and here's where it's funny, is Dan Abnett is the writer on Aquaman, and Dan DiDio, you know, so I'm talking to all these people named Dan, I'm talking to Brian Cunningham, I'm just saying Dan, and Brian thinks I'm talking about Dan DiDio, but I think I'm talking about Dan Abnett, and so for like, Two months, I'm thinking I'm drawing this Aquaman thing, and then I finally email. I go, okay, 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 I'm almost finished with Aquaman 50. Um, I'll be ready to start that Aquaman number one um, another week. And he's like, "Oh, you're not doing that." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you don't want to do it, so you put somebody else on it." So I'm like, well, what am I doing? He's like, "Well, you probably want to call Dan to Dio and you know, or email Dan and ask him." So I emailed Dan. And that's when Dan told me I was drawing Titans. As the well, I was going to be. Okay, cool, great. <laughs> nice. So I got to draw Wally, who's my favorite DC character. So. I could, I can kind of tell. Um, I, I got a, uh, you know, I mean, everybody loves Batman, but mine is a, a well-written Barry Allen and a well-written Wally West. Honestly, I, I like the Speedsters. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm actually, you know, Nightwing more than, more than Batman. Right I want to see a Nightwing show. I, the the CW. I don't know if you're gonna see one. Although he's gonna be in that that uh, he's supposed to be in that Teen Titans show or Titans. I'm not sure what they're calling it. Teen Titans or Titans. Or I've heard that show in the underground for so long that at this point it's almost like I don't know if it's myth, legend, or something that's actually gonna. Oh, happen. Well, they just announced it. Did you not hear that? The DC Warner Bros. or DC are doing their own special online channel. Oh, and, uh, okay. 
No, I hadn't heard that. Actually, writing the first the first episode. Of, oh my of god. He's working on it right now. So. I wish you could see it, my face. It comes out in 2018, I believe. Yeah. I wish you could see my face. You're throwing around these names, right? And it and for you, they're coworkers. <laughs> You're throwing around these names. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm like, I watched that superheroes decoded last week. I was like, hey, I know that guy. And to me, you're you're speaking of honestly, and trust me, you're you're in this group, and Norm Ratman's in this group, and Kapula. You're speaking of giants to me, and you're just like, oh yeah, you know Jeff Johns, and to me, I'm like Jeff Johns. Yeah. The funny thing, like I really, I know Norm Ratman was Dan Jurgensen anchor for a while, and then he left Yes. So, so in terms of, so I finally get to meet him. But uh, it was funny. I kicked Aquaman thing for Aquaman Fifty, and then like three hours later, Dan's like, "Hey, you know, are you around?" <laughs> so I call him up, and he's like, "Yeah, um, would you be interested in drawing some of this? Uh, what was that book he was doing with Lee Weeks?" And he needed a fill-in issue for that for Superman. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? I cannot do this. Super- I already took his Aquaman thing." Right? Uh, but, but, you know, but I, got to, I, but the, I got to team up with Dan Abner for the first time on Aquaman thing, which was great because I really like working with Dan. So it, it, was, it, was a win, it, was a, it was a win either way. But uh, it was, you know, that's one of the things, you know, you get to meet the people that you've known for, you know, you, you, that work, you, whose work that you, influenced you and work that you like to read. And, you, you know, you finally get to, get to work with them and it's really just, you know, it's like, sometimes it's awesome, sometimes it's a horrible mess. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, man. Like, so do you um do, do you watch the CW shows at all, or I watch uh, the Flash. Okay. And uh, and I Zombie. I Zombie's great. Oh, I know. I I, I was a little behind. I'm a little behind. I'm only on. I just watched the two because uh, I was on a deadline when the, it started back up, and I was like, oh, I don't want to. I want to just enjoy this because you know it's, it's such a good show and. It, and I was laughing the other day, just the second episode where the father-daughter brains were just oh, so funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, this week's was uh, the Dominatrix? No, uh, I know. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell I won't me. tell you anything, but just know that it's like... I'm um, looking forward to that one. I think, oh, I gotta watch that one. Just think of the jokes they tell mixed with Fifty Shades of Grey for an hour. It's it's really good. But no, The Flash is the first superhero show on TV that honestly has made me cry more than once. Oh, I don't know if I've cried exactly. I but, but I'm you know, I'm the it, outsider. It gets me all excited. I'm like I, you know, it's like oh yeah, this is great, and this is what I like to see, and um, I really enjoy all. You know, I laugh at it. I, I really enjoy all the characters. Um, to me, it, that's the one show for me that hits all the right buttons. Yes, dude. Um, like, uh, like Arrow, I really, I really liked Arrow the first two seasons. Um, the Deathstroke like, Arrow was my favorite. Season, yeah, the third season, like when I killed his, when I killed his mom, I was like, oh, and, you know, stuff like that. It was, it was, you know, it was really cool. Um, but like the season three, it seemed to kind of. To me, they rely on Batman too much. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, Green Arrow only has like a handful of really good villains. But I mean...
you know, that you want to watch this stuff and find out about these characters is the hero's only as good as the villain. And if right. you don't have a lot of really good villains, then you start running into trouble. But, I mean, The Flash has pulled off the rogues gallery wonderfully for that show. I mean, my, my wife loves the show. And she she knows the stuff, but she wasn't into it like I was. Like I I'm a li- yeah. I, I'm a lifer. Like there's yeah. So when a show figures out a way to make Rainbow Raider on primetime TV at eight o'clock, oh, yeah, no, I, an, I, was, I was like, how are they gonna do that? And then they, they did it. So I mean, they put on the golden freaking glider. Like yeah, like, I do have some issues with her because it's like she seems she's so drastically different than. But I was like, trying to figure out how they could actually do that on the show. Although, like, it's like this last week, and I don't want to spoil it for anything, but the stuff they were doing with Caitlin, I was like, you know, we've seen all these freaking ice people, people on these shows and stuff before, and they've never done that before. This is the first time you actually see an ice person using the ice Great. You never see that. And we had Iceman in, in here on, like, a television show. You see this on the Right, TV, like... On the ice planet, like, come on! I know. I was actually completely impossible physics-wise. You're, I mean, collapsed long ago, but it's still awesome. Look, you're talking to the guy who like jumps up off the couch and makes his children worried when things. The first Gorilla Grodd episode, I was just like, "Oh my God, they're doing Grodd!" And then this year, they were like, "We're we're going to Gorilla City," and I was like, "What? Like this is stuff that I never thought." would get a serious treatment. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a TV show where they've shown it, and I'm. this is what happens when Steps isn't here to rein me in. I'm probably going to get a little louder, and I apologize. <laughs> but this is a show where there's a scene where you see Barry Allen, Wally West, Jesse Quick, and Jay Garrick line up. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's... Oh, like it! I never thought that I would see a serious treatment of this. Like, oh it, yeah, well that's, 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 that's the crazy thing, and the, that's the other crazy thing is like that bear, that Wally is like I co-created that Wally. That's your oh, Wally. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the Wally. I was I was upset that they didn't put him in the silver. They put him in the yellow and the red. The yellow and red. So yeah. The car one in the first in season when they had him in season two. Um, the car was the silver and the and the, and the, and the black and the darker gray. And with the red pinstripe, I was so, so, like, oh, they got to put him in that. And then they put him, I'm like, oh, guys, come on. <laughs> I hope, I'm hoping later we'll see him in the silver. We'll see. But um, I mean, like. Bart, then he can be, you know, the kid flash. But, I mean, they've done Aobard, Zoom, now Savitar, like. Oh, well, that's the Savitar thing is what, is what I was like. And the funny thing is because, you know, it's based on the future flash. Yep. On my run on the flash. And I didn't make the connection until uh, I was watching the one episode, and it was at night. He saw the Savitar at night, and he's walking around in that alleyway. And I was like, man, that looks really familiar. Because every time you see the suit, before it was silver. But at night, it takes on this darker tone, which is what was in the Future Flash that we did. And I was like, oh, that's the Future Flash suit. I'm like, oh. And then someone like, posted a picture of it on Twitter with them side by side. And it lines up. It's really close. We're lined up. They, they've added some stuff to it. That's um, got to trip you out. Like, I mean. Yeah, it was so, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Because it's just, you know, it's, you know, you're part of now this stuff that other people know. It's like, the, the, the people read the comics, but now the four or five million people who watch the, 
Exactly. And that's what's really cool. I'll tell you what. The one thing I really like what the Flash show does, though, is they tweak the story a little bit. So, I don't know. And Jeff got the talent. And even if, you know, they did. did, We had a meeting, a DC meeting, and I was, like, talking to him. I was like, so who the hell is Reverse Flash? This is when season one came out. You want me to tell you? And I was like, no, I don't want to know. (laughs) Right? I I, want to find out. I I, I was like, I I just, What do you That's think? Right what do you think of their interpretation of Flashpoint this season? Um, I mean, I know they don't it, have. It's only like one episode, but it's like it's it like one episode, but they kind of reproduce the entire season. So it might go on going back more towards the end. It's it's kind of it's it's interesting um, because the Flashpoint was only like you know like this, this like four point four point story of the Flash. There was all this peripheral stuff. Right. That's what I yeah. Dude, I'd have so, a moment if they... Or in name, but I mean, like, even in the last season, when you have that, that scene when the very creates the time remnant of the time... The time race? The, the time... You know, well, yeah, but right before that, when the other, these are two berries, and they're running around a device, and then the one turns the dust, like, in Crisis on Infinite Earth. Oh, yes! Oh, that was so... Like, I, they did that! I can't believe they did that! And then they break the black, the black box, like, come on! <laughs> Now, for me, I think I'd die if I ever got to see, and I know Flashpoint Paradox movie has it, but I would love to see a Thomas Wayne Batman in live action. Oh, yeah. Just, well, he's on the, he, I, just, I don't want to spoil that for you. Have you read the button yet? No, I am waiting, um, saving up some money, free comic book day is not going to be uh, very free for me. Okay, okay. So I, I, <laughs> I, got, I got the first two. I'm waiting on the third. I got a little... I got a little new issue happy earlier this year. And oh, okay. my wife, um, who doesn't want us to end up in a box... Uh, <laughs> nah, see, yeah, like I got real... I think my pull box had like 20 books in it. And, oh, jeez. Yeah, so she was just like, you need to take a break. So I've, I've been saving up a little side cash for you know free comic book day and i know there's places where you can go and read everything for free but it just feels yeah. it feels gross to do honestly i'm i mean yeah well it's the thing i was like oh you can download this music for free like, yeah i'm not downloading that for free like, you know, right because i don't like i don't stream any of the music I, you know, somebody I needs to eat off of that and yeah you know. exactly it's, it's, it's like i feel bad you know because like, I, I make money off of you know the digital sales and stuff like that that, that you know, Good. The DC, DC does pay for that. Yeah, that so. Nice. Good. Because I know. Yeah. So. I don't know. I just. I, I adore what they've done with The Flash. And Legends of Tomorrow, I watched the whole first season. I, I didn't really watch this. I kind of flipped out when they actually showed a Jonah Hex. And then I, <laughs> Supergirl, I kind of dropped off this year. I, don't, I think I just. There's too much to do. And, uh, and to me, for me, the Supergirl show doesn't, doesn't have the, the action. I, I'm a big action guy. I gotta have a lot of action. 
Right. And there's, there's, there's too much drama and not enough, like, cool action. That's the thing. It's like, there's some action, but it's like, uh, she's like, like she has super speed. Why is she so slow? <laughs> I was actually talking to somebody about that today. Like, yeah. she has all but of his they powers. Did it, well, they did it on purpose. That's the problem. It, they do it on the Fox television show, too. Um, he'll, like, wait for a second so someone can, can you know, hit him. So that they, 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 have, they have to do that. They do it in the comics, too. Um, I, yeah. I, argue, I argue for this all the time. It drives me up the wall because it's like, someone's like who, do you, who do you think would win this fight? And I'm like, The Flash. Like, The Flash versus this, the Wonder Woman or whatever. The Flash. The Flash. Which, why? Because she can run at the speed of light or, fa- you know, faster than the speed of light. And, you know, she's Wonder Woman and she can move fast, yeah. But... He'll still land has, 50 you know, punches before she turns her head. Well, here's the... Well, she can move quickly, but, you know, um, nerve impulses only travel at 300 miles an hour. So it, that's, you know, before anybody can even act, they're already beaten. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> so they, like, have to perp- they have to purposely slow them down and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know. That's what I mean. Yeah, in a straight-up fight, before they turn their head, he's already landed 50 punches. Yeah, yeah. And then you're on the so, ground and you're fully ass beat and you didn't even realize that the fight had I mean, started. You know, yeah, like before, you know, Superman might be a bit of an issue. So you want to come at him at, at, you know, when he's not quite paying attention and you run and, you run and knock out Batman first. You steal his kryptonite and you go beat up Superman. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> oh my God, man. Yeah, I just, I really love, so, okay. So we both love the CW Flash. What do you think? I mean, we haven't gotten a lot. What do you think of the DCEU, the Ezra Miller Flash? Um, I like what I'm seeing so far. Um, the visuals from the Justice League trailer look awesome. That's how that's how I picture the Flash running in my head. Oh yeah, with all the. And there's actually some scenes of that. Like I've drawn that. That's how I do it. Whenever I, you know, it's like oh, while he's running through the city or whatever it is, you start on one corner. And then you do the trail going through the city. <laughs> I I picked up on that actually. I was like, yeah, I've seen that done well yeah, in the book. I've done that before. I, 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 it's a, it's a, I've been doing since uh, the Flash, the Flash Thirty. The only problem I have is, can we not find a blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid? If you're gonna do Barry Allen, uh, to me that doesn't that doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess I'm a purist. I mean, some people, some people, that's why some people don't like um, um, what's his name as Aquaman because uh, they want the blonde hair, blue eye guy. Nah, he looks or like not even, the, not even the buddy. He's such a, he's such a, Aquaman looks like such a badass. He just looks so awesome. I was like, I'm totally with this Aquaman. Sorry, guys, totally with this Aquaman. I've called him Dude Bro Aquaman a couple times. The yes, uh, I. Call Drogo with a trident. Yeah, well, I mean, I saw, I saw him in some sort of werewolf movie recently. Yes, um, he's got a, a... With the guy who played Havoc? Yup. Look, my complaints for the DCEU is I think they're they're trying to catch up to Marvel too fast, and it's hampering them. I think uh, Batman v Superman. I, I think they tried to put too many trade paperback storylines in one movie for just for the people that haven't read them 
that's a lot in there for people who can't break down okay this is okay this is what the okay you know like for other people it was well, just like here's the thing I was never a huge DC fan um, so a lot of this stuff I read you know I read some of the Eric Durgan Superman I read John Byrne Superman um, George Cross Wonder Woman uh, the, the Flash um, and the Justice League uh, with the, the Giffen and the Oh my god, hush, dude. Hey, 
Right, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. trust me, I have a... Uh... Yeah, the huge X-Men, I loved all the time. I mean, you know, I had, like, all of it from, uh, like, the very, like, uh, when Chris Claremont and, uh, restarted the series, I had basically all of that up to, uh, the current stuff, because I was completely, you know, up to, uh, like, as soon as, like, Jim left is when I stopped reading. We are on the same page with that. I literally, yeah. not that long ago, tweeted out to Jim Lee, I have all four number ones and then the variant cover that folded out like a poster and had all four oh, yeah, covers up. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Chris Claremont and Jim Lee's X-Men was I ridiculous. Had, uh, uh, yeah. I, my first, the first comic I ever That's crazy, dude. I actually... Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. You're going to Bob's office. Well, let me tell you this. See, that's really, how... I did not know that. Yeah, that's, that's the cool stuff. See, but that's what you guys are to me. Like, am I, like talking to you, I'm, I, I am reining in how much fanboying is going on, honestly. It was, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, it uh, was that way with Eric Larson. If you listen... To the in, my, my first question, how like I called you, and I'm glad we had something to work out that I had to focus on, like how to figure out the recording, <laughs> because my first question to Eric Larson, I literally was like la 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 to get it out, and I had that my with first you. Is, What's with the damn red underwear? Why do you like the red underwear, in Superman? <laughs> that would be my first question. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, like this stuff was so it it shaped. For, for some of us, it shaped what the sense of right and wrong should be. It shaped yeah. morality. It gave a sense of justice. It it. That's why the X I think was really important for a lot of people. Yes, it, just, it, it helped. You know, because that's essentially what it was. It's, you know, it's hard. It was. You know, they do that. They do their story about they fight Magneto or they, they take out the brood or whatever, and then it'd be that episode, that issue, that next issue where they would, like, regroup and someone would have, like, a crisis of faith. And then they'd have, you know, the humans don't like them, and then, but then there'd be, like, someone human that does something right, and they just, you know, they're like, oh, see, they're good, you know, they're done. You know? And they would just, you know, you would identify with the character, and you, you would be able to, to realize that, you know, like, just because they're a little different doesn't mean, you know, they're, you know, different, you know, other you know, they're, they're, they're still human, essentially, even though they have these, these gifts. So, like, you know, that you transfer it back. Once you go out into the real world, you know, just because this person is different doesn't mean that they're not really the same deep down. See, and that's, that's, you know, that's what's like, instilled in the X-Men stuff, which is, I think, great. And most people just don't realize. And I suppose, you know, it's like a way of, you know, teaching, you know, like, togetherness, but you know, in a cool-ass way. <laughs> right, exactly. And I can see how much that informed... Um you on Twitter, I mean, not to get away from comics too much, but, um, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about, but, 
I've seen and, and I've participated in. Um, unlike most people, you have an ability to take people who do come at you on social media with a very different opinion, and sometimes they get a little hostile. But I see you operate. Yeah. I see you, but I see you operate with more grace than most people afford. Oh, when I was younger, when I was younger, I probably would have. You know, you get older, you get you get a little. You know, you see, you kind of you know you have to be able to see other. And I think I think that might be especially what's kind of lost now is you don't, you're putting putting yourself on someone else's shoes. Yeah, there, there's no empathy anymore. There's just I'm yeah, right. It, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's 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 all you know. Yeah, because nobody's comfortable when everybody's poking the other one in the eye. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, and, and I've reached out to you on Twitter on that before. Like, I haven't gotten into the arguments, but I, I know I've I've tweeted you like, dude, I really well, respect you, the crap out of you what just, you do. You don't know what you're stepping in sometimes. Right, that and too. It, it could be something you're completely innocent. Like, there's a couple of times I retweeted something like, oh, I'm going to get shit for this. <laughs> and nothing, nothing. And then I'll say something like, oh, well, I don't like this. I, I like this movie, and then I'll just get the shit. Just come, you like the DC Marvel, you like the DC movie. There's something's wrong with you. Ooh, I like, lit this. Do. Oh, good, it's a and birthday I love, candle. I, love on, I, I do troll the, the, the Aquaman fans with the China. Dude, that was probably I spent the whole day watching you go so back and forth. So funny. I was laughing so, so hard watching you go back and. It's, it's not a trident anymore. I just it's, love it's like the. Definitely not a trident. Weapon, you know, I'm not, I don't care if that's, but, it's been changed. I mean, that's, it's, he doesn't have to have a trident. There's no rule that Aqua, he's not Poseidon or Neptune, he doesn't have to have a trident. He's just the leader of Atlantis. He can have whatever the, what the hell weapon he wants. Right. What the hell, you know, just, you know, say we just call it a trident because we can't think of a better name. Dude, that was fun. Like, people were, like, putting up pictures and they're, like, counting tines and yeah, yeah. it was I fun because I, I could tell that you were I could tell that you were like I'm going to keep this going <laughs> just oh, well, that, that, yeah, if, if I'm in the right mood for that I just love it is just so much fun to watch these people people flip out for like, this is a non-issue this is just not important at all this matters to nobody right. this country's burning this itself down nothing. and you're worried yeah, about you You want to say hi? Uh, no. You can say hi. My 10-year-old, my 10-year-old <laughs> came in. Say hi, say hi. Uh, hi, Mr. Brett. Hi. Hello. That's Madison. She's 10. She loves the uh. Flash show. And uh, <laughs> you know that they based the Wally West on the show off of his Wally West in the books. Really? Yes. Uh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Jaw drop down, dude. Uh, Just uh, like her I, daddy. I, I was, was so, I think we're still waiting for him to start running. When is he going to run? I want to see him run. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man. Like, I really do respect that about you on social media. Because, I mean, you... You let people talk. And even if you 
what I like is that you let people talk without giving up your own ground. And I think that's what a lot of people have forgotten to do. And I think this country and well, society would... You, you can learn. I mean, I had an argument with someone, like, not an argument, but one of those clear discussions. And they'd be like, well, what about this? And I was like, oh, I'd never heard about that. So I was unfortunately on a deadline, so I couldn't go or investigate on it. I'm actually, thanks for reminding me, I'll let you go when I get off the phone. Um, um, what, it, what it was, I was like, well, I have to do some research on this. So, so I was like, I can't just form an opinion just right. because whatever. They you know? <laughs> live an entirely evidence-based life, so I need to pin- <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I need evidence before I form an opinion. If there's no real evidence, I don't really have an opinion on it. Yeah, but I mean, I think more important is, you know, it it shows an example of what we should get back to. And I oh, think... Oh, it's like what I, was, I would prefer, you know... Because it's, 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 it's... Yelling on Twitter is one thing. When you meet someone in person, it's, it's like... Uh, it's funny, I got a, a neighbor uh, who was like a staunch Republican. Like really, really Republican. Um, and so... You know, I'm reformed. Now, I'm now just a <laughs> constitutional conservative. Yeah, well, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, but he was like, uh, we were arguing, but we're talking about something, and he's like, oh, you're a bleeding heart liberal. And I was like, but I'm not really, but I am at the same time, you know, right. it's, it's, you know, I'm for, you know, universal healthcare and stuff like that, because I don't want, you know, I don't like people not being able to get medicine if they need it. Right. And, you know, I'm like, we have plenty of money for that. Where's the money in the company? I was like, well, we don't need to make as many tanks. I mean, we literally have a plant that just makes tanks, and then you put them outside, and then they run for like eighty people. <laughs> right. You know, so I was like, just give them, a, give them a, a nice severance package, retrain them, and something else. Take that eight hundred million dollars and put that in, you know, to healthcare for people. You know, it's it's kind of crazy that we, we, you know, that the way things are now. I mean, it's like, it's like you know. We, we can do stuff, but we're, we're so against doing other things. And it's like, I know, like, a friend of mine is a Republican, and he was like, he's like, look, the Republicans should just, they can't do healthcare by themselves. They have to talk, talk to the Democrats because they just simply just, a lot of them are robots. They, they just don't understand. My, my thing is, on, on healthcare is, I don't think the government should be involved in the healthcare provider part of it. What I think the government could do is do their job and make some laws that tie the hands of the pharmaceutical companies and actually, you know, not let them charge you $500 for a pill it costs them $3 to make. You yeah, know? There, there is that stuff. I mean, they're, 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 that, that's the problem. Like, if they want to do one thing, then they... It, it, it's, it, I do understand that one, having the government run stuff is always a nightmare because they just seem to be completely incapable of doing most, most of anything. You know, look at the VA. So, you know, yeah. it's almost like you need to have something else that's not really the government running the healthcare, and they just pay it. <laughs> well, that's just it. Like, for somebody else who actually knows what they're doing. The problem is, it's like, you know, it has to be like a non-profit organization kind of thing. Right. It's, it's, it's really but, but complicated. But look at what, and, look at what well, you know, a lot of the, the left wing heavyweights on social media are saying, you know, like, oh... So you're saying you need to pass the bill for us to find out what's in it. And I'm like, don't you realize that the R's are saying the same thing? R is Republican, D is Democrat. Don't you realize that the R's are presenting almost the exact same thing that the D's presented? And they're using the exact same talking points. 
and people are getting upset about it and it's like no don't you understand both sides are shysty and both sides are ramrodding oh, this you, you, wanted to, you know with the because i know that especially obamacare was essentially the same thing as romney care yes which um, coming from massachusetts and having i'm the only one that doesn't live there my whole family lives there yeah. so when he when he got not when when they nominated the mormon robot superstar to be to go up against obama which come on guys really that's like putting up a tired old woman against a TV celebrity. It makes that much yeah, sense. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I was, I really, I really wish there was a third party sometimes. Oh, there <laughs> is. The problem is, is that the system's yeah, the too rigged. Yeah, the third party's crazy. That's no, but <laughs> here's just, the thing, is the third party's more guy, rational. One guy, and they're just, they're just, Gary Johnson? Yeah, it just, like, dude, what, what did you smoke? Right, and then he was actually he was actually telling pot smoking jokes in a political interview, and you're like, dude, that's why you get two percent of the vote. Be a little bit professional. Yeah, that was. It reminds me of those old Saturday Night skits with uh, was it Dukakis? Yes. What's his name? Was Perot? He's like, I can't believe I'm moving to these guys. Can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like it kind of reminds me of that kind of stuff. I'll tell you oh, what, geez, the, the election I wanted to see, and, and I, I I can't get down with socialism, I just can't. I, having been in the military... Well, like, I, I was actually talking to someone today, like, you can't, we, we, I think we've learned enough that you can't have purely one thing. No. You have to temper them with some of these other things. You have to have some bits of capitalism, because you need to have the people, the innovators, people coming up with the great ideas, they need to be rewarded, or there has to be some sort of carrot to come up with these great ideas. They also need and to stay in the private sector. Really but yeah, like, and then so, but you need to have things like police officers. And, you oh know, yeah, of uh, course for that. Yeah. So it's 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 you can't just have one or one or the other. You need to you know you need to have you know we still need to. I don't think anybody's actually come across the perfect utopian society thing yet. No, they and all end up in dystopias. Know, We've all read the books and watched the movies. It never works out. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it just it's, it's so hard to figure out. You know, and that's part of what it is feeling out what is the best way of doing things. I mean, things have improved greatly. I mean, uh, we learned that, and, I, and it's what drives me out the wall with the trickle-down economics. We know that that doesn't quite, quite work. So Not really. Going back so they keep going back to it. Like you got to stop with, with, we know this doesn't work. What does work? What, is, what seems to be working the best? And that's, you know, well, let's try that now and then see how that goes for a little bit. That's just it. They I think the problem is, is that... No one can pay. Well, so, here here's well, my well, problem. Pay here's my so, problem. But, well, it could change in four years if he gets reelected. If somebody else, someone else gets elected. That's the whole thing. Like, that stuff's going to be just be. It's going to be just kind of a screw up for a short period of time, and then we'll elect somebody else, and then you know something else will come in until we get you know something uh, more stable, like uh, what they have with like Medicaid. Yeah, see. That's, you know, and Social Security. So, you know, those things are like tried and true kind of things. So, it's just going to be a learning curve. So, you know, like, stressing out just because, you know, I don't want to pay. Uh, I live in an area that uh, I only have one health care option for insurance. Right. I have one. And they 
mm. this year. So I'm paying like, you know, a lot more than I was last year. And the thing is the county over, because I don't live actually in El Paso County, I live in the next county over. El Paso County has a ton of stuff. I could have got some sweet coverage for like a hundred dollars more than I was paying. See, yeah, I don't now understand the lines. For more money. I don't so understand. Like, oh, like, why did this happen? It's, uh, I don't understand those lines at all. My here, here's what I wanted to see, and I know that he's president, and I know that she lost, and I know that we can't tap into the speed force or use the sonic treadmill to go back. <laughs> but I wanted to see, and just because he was the closest thing to a pure conservative. I wanted to see Ted Cruz, and hear me out, the closest thing to a classic conservative, right? The closest thing to an actual ideology that's believed in. I wanted yeah. to see him go up against Bernie Sanders. I, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see two people who actually have conviction for their ideologies battle yeah, it out. I would have been interesting to see. I would have been, yeah. I wouldn't have had a problem. No. Instead, we got a dumpster ball. fire. Yeah. <laughs> with both sides like, playing with matches, we got a dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, I'm, I'm, yeah I, uh, the left doesn't have anybody good. Like, like, like. Neither does the right. I know that was the problem. They didn't have any. They didn't have any little spark. And like, you need a candidate that has that can ignite some passion. And uh, uh, the, 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 the right doesn't have anybody in a while. You know, like hey, Rami, he's, he's blah. He's just blah. I mean, you know, Bush at least had some some spark to him. I didn't like him, but he had spark. Right, and, and Clinton uh, had like, personality had spark, too. I'm just like that's just not the spark that I want. Right, <laughs> his spark's a little maniacal. Yeah, it's uh, I, it's so I, I, that, uh, that guy's like I, I don't know I. See, yeah, they don't seem to know, no one seems to know what they're doing. They don't. Uh, that's just it. it. They it's, don't. It's so, and the funny thing is, that like he's, he's like criticizing Obama for all this stuff, and like, he's like worse. It's so much funny because they're pulling up all these old tweets that he's done. You know, they go, like, oh, "I can't believe he's golfing," and like, "What have you done for the first three weeks of your presidency? You went on golf every weekend." You know, it's it's, it's really funny. It's uh, you, so I, I've always like tried to find the humor in at least some of the stuff. Uh, I and you know what I do too. I actually. I, I, we almost we've pretty much banned politics out of our home, and I'll tell you the yeah. pe the peace level has and that now me being on social I, I literally and, I, and I'll put it out there and if I lose followers whatever you're not you know but the Twitter is really only to build this brand for this podcast and, and the <laughs> website it really is like I, oh well that's the whole point of that stuff I mean uh, the reason why I got on Twitter initially was so I could talk about because I had like a blog and like no I, I had like. 300 people who read my blog. I mean, maybe it was more. I, I, I can't remember. But uh, that was like the followers. Um, but so I went on Twitter just so I could like post pictures and stuff. And then uh, and I'm like, it's it's much faster. I, uh, the blog is just kind of a pain in the ass to deal with the comments and stuff like that. And uh, so I was like, well, I'll just stick to the, I'll just basically just leave the blog alone and I'll just stick on Twitter. See, for me, like, it know, networks me to I, you guys. Because I follow a bunch of uh, paleontologists, science guys, and stuff like that. Yeah, because I'm like I love science, so uh, I use it, you know, for you know advertising my own stuff, and then uh, occasionally having some fun and uh, uh, talking about movies and stuff like that, and then uh, reading, uh, finding out about new new finds and stuff. Because you know, I, you know, follow and all the paleontologists, like, like you know, and then I have the, my, my, 
like, Ooh. oh, cool. And uh, it's like they found it in like a part of a jaw in like a mine, that like a quartz mine, and it was like, you know, it, that was like under the, you know, in, at that period of time, it was in the middle of the ocean, so like what the hell happened? They, the dinosaur like floated out to sea <laughs> and <it> just sank <laughs> to the bottom. So, so like, then that's really like, the cool stuff. Uh, but I mean, Africa is really not, they have some dinosaurs, but they don't have a lot. They, it's, it's really poor for, uh, they have found areas where there's really good preserved dinosaurs, like North America has one of the good spots. China has the best. Really? Um, China's the best? China is the best place for dinosaurs. I like didn't that. know they that. I thought the, the Badlands were. All the feathered dinosaurs? China. Hmm. All of them, but I think uh, there's like two of them that are, are uh, in Germany. Which kind of gives credence to the, uh, the mythos of the dragon, uh, doesn't it? Um, maybe. Um, I, uh, most people you considered that the dragon was either the crocodile, but some people were like the Komodo dragon. Right. Which was a 10 foot long, because it has a, the forked tongue that comes out of it that's yellow. So, spitting fire. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, humans and dinosaurs, that's, you know. I always love the Archaeopteryx. But it's always possible that they found, um, because I was saying they find all these, these feathered dinosaurs, they have a 30 foot long T-Rex ancestor that's covered in feathers from China and if they found something like that at some point then yeah I could totally I could see that you know I'll tell you what for my age group I, I was an early adopter of the dinosaurs actually being descended from birds and not lizards and yeah. boy did I catch a lot of derision in elementary and middle school but well, now the funny thing is, now I look at what's been found and I'm just like ha ha <laughs> yeah yeah well the funny thing is it's like uh, I was in dinosaurs when I was a kid um they were still the tail dragging ones at that point. Uh, right. And then... Uh, Terrible there lizards. Was this, yeah, there was this... Uh, fearfully great. Um, there was this uh, show that Christopher Reeve actually hosted as Dinosaurs. Yes! With some stop motion stuff from Phil Tippett. And in it, they, they say, oh, some paleontologists now think that birds, dinosaurs didn't go extinct, that birds are now dinosaurs. And I was like, what? And it just blew my mind. And I uh, was so, like, <laughs> I was like, so cool. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, like the dinosaurs that are like, you know, pretty accurate. They're not dragging their tails and they're, you know, they're moving around. I was like, oh, that is just so cool. Well, I mean, you know, look at the way some of the skeletons are, are laid out when they find them. And then look at, you know, the way, the way large birds are, are built. And it's, it's so similar. I mean, it's. Yeah, well, that's the common death pose. Right, exactly. That, that was actually my yeah, favorite as a ones, kid. Like Big Al, Big Al, uh, the, the Allosaurus, they found like, So it's a common thing that they just stick it. They de- when, they de- when they die, they desiccate, mummify, mm. and curl up. See, the, the Archaeopteryx was actually my favorite when I was younger. Well, that was considered a bird, and now it's not really a bird anymore. Wasn't to me. That was my favorite dinosaur, and I told people yeah. that's my favorite dinosaur, well, they and they're like, it, it, had, it, had the, the, it doesn't the, look the like a lizard. Like <laughs> yeah. And I was like, screw yeah, you, they, it's a dinosaur. <laughs> well, they just found another one this last weekday, a Truodon, that uh, has uh, tail feathers that are similar to Archaeopteryx. Is that that thing you put up? Um, kind of looks like a rooster. Yes. Kind of like a rooster. Yeah. I saw that, yes. Uh, I can't, I, I'm not familiar with the names. The problem with the Chinese dinosaurs is they always give them Chinese names and it makes them like three times more difficult to pronounce 
Oh, yeah. They go, come on, man, make this easy for me. <laughs> oh. Name it Larry. Yeah. That's what, uh, like, Robert Bacher, one of the paleontologists, I really like. He always tried to make them, like, easy names. You gotta be able to, that's how, you, that's how they get popular. That's how they, like, things like, uh, the Ashlopithecus uh, Lucy gets popular. They give it a clever name. Like, those hobbits, um, the Homo floresiensis, uh, the hobbits, they give it a, a cute little name. Um, that was a fun conversation to watch, too. <laughs> I knew exactly what he was talking about, but I purposely said <laughs> You trolled that. Oh, you got him so... He yeah, just got all in his own head about that, and I was like... Yes. <laughs> I was sitting back, I'm like... Uh, oh, that's so, that's so much fun. Because I just found another one, um, an earlier uh, one of those uh, Hubble forensics from another, on another island that's like 700,000 years old. Nice. That's even smaller. Now, see, the, the ones the Homo Florent, the Homo Florentis ones were actually top bigger than the ancestors. Well, somebody put on, well, why don't we see them anymore? And that's the only time I got into that conversation. And I put, <laughs> I put because they're all on a pilgrimage to drop their possessions into a volcano. They just haven't come back yet. <laughs> and nobody picked up on it. And I was like, really? Yeah, 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 it's, 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 it's funny. It's, 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 that's the thing with Twitter. And sometimes when I get into these conversations, uh, I kind of get real analytical, and so if you make something clever like that, I will totally miss it. I did get that one, though. <laughs> I was like, I was like... Because I was playing, I play a lot because of the Hobbit play. And that's why I, I put it, I was I like... what they were thinking, but most people don't know a lot about this stuff. I, I, it's kind of funny. Um, I did a panel a few years ago uh, at, was it Houston? Houston in Houston? Uh, maybe it was San Antonio. I can't remember. Um, but... Uh, with the paleontologists and they were trying to talk to people basically we, Jurassic World had just come out and uh, so it's like a lot of times the paleontologists like oh it's hard to do damage control because you know they have, they have like, the dinosaurs from there so it's like it's like okay now here's my thing I, lo- I love Jurassic World I really like it as a movie yes I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the I, I get shunned but I like I just I really it was a good you know, movie. We're really, oh, it's oh, I know. A lot of people hate it. Um, I some of them like, oh, it's 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 uh, it's, it's, it's uh, animal poor, animal like, uh, what is it? Uh, what is it called? Uh, it's like uh, faces of death with animal with dinosaurs at the end because they have to fight. I think, like, oh, come on! It's like you guys, it's, it's dinosaurs fighting. This is what they would do in the wild. Oh my God! That's when you um, look at someone and you're like, boo, you whore, move on. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Indominus Rex? Indominus, that's it. Yeah. There was an actual dinosaur. Uh, um, Indominus Rex, when it breaks through with the pterodactyls, I wouldn't have had pterodactyls. I would have basically had a failed part of the park where they have actual real dinosaurs with feathers, the accurate looking ones, but it was failed and no one went there. So then you could have like, had them escape nice. and have all these people being killed by velociraptors with feathers. You know, because everybody's like, oh, these, these are horrible. They don't look like real dinosaurs. I don't like them. They're, 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 they're just, they just look like chicken. You know, so it's, 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 you could have done something like that. Some kind of just mess with the paint, the people. And then you wouldn't, it's a fell part of the park. So you use them again. Exactly. You had, you had your cake and eaten it too, using the, the, the pre-existing Tyrannosaurus Rex. Same 
from the first movie. Although it was fun to watch the pterodactyls take that assistant and play catch with her and then drop her, almost drown her. But it was just fun because you're like that poor girl. I know. She doesn't have to do anything wrong. She has to deal with these two horrible kids. Right. Well, actually, you know, they're, they're bad kids, but, you know, they weren't, like, they, they weren't as annoying as some of the other kids. So but at the time, it was just like, Oh, something eat her already. That poor thing has flown through the air, been dropped, landed on the ground, picked yeah, up again. Yeah. Now she's drowning. Like, just yeah. something eat her. We know you're going to kill her. Just get it over the with, for God's sake. Yeah. The, big, the big, giant, huge Mosasaur. Which is, the funny thing is that Mosasaur, which is like twice as big as it should be, at least, maybe three times. Um, but it's colored and designed like this really old version of it. Um, they're actually related, possibly, to monitor lizards. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, there was a, actually, for a little bit, there's a, they thought maybe that snakes and monitor lizards were uh, sister species, sister groups, and uh, that the mosasaur was actually in between as evolving into, like, the snakes. It turned out not to be true, but <laughs> they actually found an ancestor of the mosasaur, but it's more closely related to, to, to monitor lizards. It actually has, inside of its jaw, there's a second set of teeth in the upper palate. Really? So you see, yeah, so you see, and they, they could, you can move it, so you can pull things back into its mouth, yeah. Ooh, like alien? Yeah, they're, they're, they were, it's not, they, don't, they didn't protrude. Like, once okay. you're inside, though, it can move it forward. Xenomorphs are frightening things. enough. Xenomorph the size yeah, of a yeah, dinosaur is not okay. Where they can, like, move their part of their jaw forward and pull things back, and it's kind of like that inside their mouth. That's it's crazy. Full of useless fat players like that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but see, I but see. I like. This is the way I. This is why I do the show the way I do. I know a lot. It's very. It's like segmented, and it's all. Yeah. It's all well, pre-planned questions. Like I, did, I did a show where we got talking to Godzilla about Godzilla for like an hour. <laughs> man, 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 that's not. Because <laughs> uh, the, the funny thing is, it's like. Uh, Be careful uh, what doors I, you crack I, open. <laughs> I, I love the first, I love the new movie that came out. I love that movie. Yes. That so well. And people are like, oh, you don't see Godzilla enough. It's like, you do see. You don't. You see him. You see him a bit. Um, but if you if you watch the television, the old movies, they're terrible. I mean, they're literally just. The, you hate everybody. You just want to see Godzilla kill everybody. Right, exactly. Monster at the end, and so, but this you actually got at least an interesting story. I actually felt for the characters, um, uh, but it, if you watch the Godzilla, it still follows the same Godzilla formula. You just don't see Godzilla, Godzilla swimming in the water as opposed to stomping around, you know, on land. I, um, I think it was amazing, and, demo, so. and I love that they brought Kong back just so that they could do the next movie is Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I actually saw that one. Uh, I didn't like it as much as Godzilla, but I did enjoy it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm probably going to watch it pretty soon. When I could rent it properly. When it comes on, on Blu-ray, I'm picking it up. Yeah. I, I mean, I missed it in the theaters, but I will watch it when I can watch it properly. And people get yeah. their due for working on it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I buy all the... You know, if I... A friend of mine sent me a bootleg. He, he gets stuff from uh, the Academy. 
Civil War movie. The, the, the Marvel one? Yeah. And, uh, so it's not really bootleg, but it's like, you know, uh, since I'm a copy of that or, or, or thing, something of that. And, uh, so I watched that, and I didn't like it. But I went and bought the movie anyway. So. Really? I actually, um, they filmed like, the... Like, I, 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 I don't want to take money out of people's hands. Right, I got you. Take money So I, 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 I thought I was going to buy it. Well, when they filmed that... I don't even watch the special stuff. You know, that's the... Which, when it's done right, the special features are sometimes better than... Yeah, well, the, the Man of Steel special features were awesome, because they just basically they had the movie, the special features, what how they were shooting and they're talking over the movie. So they cut scenes, like, this is how we shot the scene, which is why I found that Zod's costume was fake the entire movie. I was like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> computer? Yes, Zod's costume is not... That's all computer. He wore pajamas, those, those ugly pajama things. He wore that for the entire movie. Great. So basically, he was Andy Circus through that he whole was, thing. Yeah, he was pissed because the woman who plays Feyre got an actual costume. Seriously? She had a costume. That's awesome. Did. And they told him he was going to get one of those costumes, and he didn't get it. So it was like, uh, well, it, it was funny because it's like there's there like there's like one or two things that I've that I've seen in the movie that where you can kind of see. What did you but think of the ending that, for that? I loved it, but I know that was a source of contention for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, it's like my friends, like, "Oh man, you're really gonna like this." Um, and then like Kevin McGuire and Mark Wade both ruined the ending for me the next day. No. Yeah. Like, like oh, you jerks. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, you know, it still had impact when I saw it. I'm. I mean. I, I was okay with it in the context that that it was put in. He wasn't just killing the bad guy to kill the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, like I, if it had just been like he knocked him down and was just like finish him like Mortal Kombat, it would have been. Yeah. But like that. Well, that's the thing, and then, and then I have the argument. I, 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 there's always new people that come and argue with you if you say you didn't have a problem with that movie. And but my and thing my is like, is like, like Andrew Gans is like, oh, I think it's like 2013. Best arguing about man. But like my my <laughs> thing is it, is they gave his decision gravity too because I mean after he he breaks spoilers everybody but when he after he breaks Zod's neck that scream yeah just that like, yell oh, like no, it didn't bother him at all like did you not watch the thing that I watched right he grabs on the lowest that he's all upset and, you know he's like you know basically in tears because he just killed the last person from his brain exactly he had to make a decision like. Yeah. Two humans out of a couple billion, or the last other person like me? Yeah, but this person was not going to stop. He was going to kill these people. Right? Exactly, but like just that primal scream he gave was yeah. all—that was all the justification I needed. I was like, okay, like yeah, it, it exactly. reconciled it for like, me. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know why people have. Uh, there's like a lot of weird things. Apparently, like uh, it's uh, the Captain America thing going on right now. Bloody murder for oh, where because he supposedly been Hydra the just, whole time or some craziness? Yeah, just wait till the end of the story plays out. Jeez, if it's terrible, don't change it back. Exactly, exactly. It's a comic book. The only people who stay dead are Uncle <laughs> Ben. Yeah, exactly. If, if, if it's something terrible, they'll fix it later. Right. That's what I tell people when they get mad at comics. I'm like, look, uh, there's only funny. at this so point. Funny. 
there's only one person who has stayed dead. And that's Uncle Ben. Because even, yeah, even in D.C. Oh, no, don't. Let one of them stay dead. But here's it my... It might have been like a flashback kind of thing or going well, back in time. Well, because even in Flashpoint, they created a whole universe where Thomas and Martha Wayne lived and Bruce... You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, he's the yeah. only one who hasn't, like, rise from your grave. Oh, And uh, Flash Rebirth. She was that, that whole thing with the Barry's mom being dead. That was all recent. Oh yeah, the Nora Allen. Yeah. Yeah, that was all recent. Jeff added all that in. I mean, is it just um, to drum up pathos because his character kind of is always seen as being like really light and be. funny and and yeah, I think silly. that might have been to kind of you know add a little bit of depth to him because you know uh, he's always been even like worse than like the old how most people perceive Clark Kent or Superman. You know. Why they changed? Because Wally was never—they uh, made him a ladies' man in the Flash book. He was never really like that until the Flash comic. Yeah, that's like, true. When, when they actually made him the Flash, but I thought it was great. I was like, oh, because I had read some of the stuff with him in Titans. Uh, some reason I read Red Sea Titans because Wally was there. I mean, he was like pining over Raven, and I was like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> guys. <laughs> she's all, she's nice. Um, but she was already married and so I was like <laughs> ah, whatever it's been so long I can't remember um, so it was so when they got his own comic and then he like you know he had that kid that, that girl oh jeez uh, uh, Francine I think that's her name and like the first uh, first two issues uh, she leaves out at the end of the second or something the end of the first one with two and then uh, he goes off and Yeah. Involved with her and her husband is her ex-husband is not happy, so he stood himself up the serum to become a speedster. So he was like Wally's first Reverse Flash kind of guy, and I loved that stuff. I read all of that stuff. <laughs> that was the stuff that I read. So I was like, if I ever get to do like a Wally book, I'm totally bringing him back. It's gonna be back. Nice. But that's that's the thing getting the Wally book. That's that's. Is that is that the next goal? <laughs> that's more like one of my goals. That's my main goal at DC is to get a Wally book, uh, but getting that is, is going to be hard. So, you know, that work maybe in a, maybe another couple of years. Maybe it kind of depends. And I mean, with with, with uh, the Flash shipping twice a month, they're probably not going to want to do it for a while. Uh, they don't want to mess up with the sales on that. I mean, it's doing really well. Flash is doing really good. Yeah, it is. It really is. But boo. For yeah. not getting the Wally that we want, because I'd I'd actually love to read that book. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I always bring it up. His <laughs> <laughs> dad's like, ah, oh, she. So I was like, I'm saying he was. Uh, we did a panel in Denver last year, and one of the questions that the, the audience asked was, uh, "So, what character would you want to bring back? That you know, if you could bring back any other character, who would you want to bring back?" And, uh, so I, and I know that Dan doesn't want to bring back Booster Gold at this point, but I specifically said Booster Gold just so I just don't want to Booster Gold doesn't get his due, man. I'll 
Booster Gold doesn't get his due. I mean... Oh, no, I love Booster, yeah. I've, Nathan Fillion's I've, been trying to get him relevant so he could play him for years now. Yeah, he would have been great. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, that's the same thing with like him playing Nathan Drake from the Uncharted series. Like, they kept saying, yeah, "Oh yeah, we're doing it," and now, yeah, he's too old. Yeah. Ex- oh, that breaks my heart. Like, I would have loved yeah, to well, have seen thing, him. Like, uh, when Ryan Reynolds wanted to do Wally, they were trying to get a Wally book, a Wally movie done. It never happened. I think it would have would have been perfect for it, Wally. You it would have gone better than a Green Lantern movie. Yeah, oh, that movie's tough. Oh. I mean, then I'll watch it. It is. It's. Uh, it's I'll, I'll tell you I what. I don't know. I just, just, didn't, just didn't. I don't really know. The, they went more into the core than I thought that they would have the guts to. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem. They didn't go enough into it. Yeah. Kinda, that, that and the bad guy was just kind of. You know, they picked Parallax. And they should have done something more, a little smaller. I think at first. I think that's the whole problem. They wanted to go with these big villains, and they like they 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 Galactus Tim. That's they what I'm saying. Movie, they, they did that with Dormammu. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just the actor playing to a giant screen with a gaseous cloud that talks. They did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, Galactus, was, was, Parallax, and Dormammu. We get yeah, it. Yeah, like, uh, it, was, it wasn't, wasn't it, it just didn't work. Which is why I thought it was cool. I and mean, at least in the Guardians of the Galaxy, they had the, uh, the what are they, the Eternals? Oh, no, that's something else. What are they called? The, the whole... Big giant ancient creature things. Uh, Marvel has. Oh, where they where they were in the one that they're mining. Yeah, 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 that guy. Oh, I don't know. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name. Yeah. Jeez. But they actually like showed it as a. They showed it as a thing and not as a gaseous cloud planet. That's kind of cool. I mean, stuff more more stuff like that would be kind of cool to have in there. Yeah, it's better than equating your bad guy to Jupiter with a bad attitude. Yeah, yeah. Giant gaseous planet that wants to destroy you. Over yeah. and over again. Well, the funny thing is, I think they, they, they like... Oh, God, I, I can't remember his name. Uh, that, uh, what are they called? I mean, my mind is totally gone now. All these names are just falling out of the... <laughs> Oh my god, dude, um, if you hadn't blanked, I wouldn't have either, and I would have known exactly what you meant when you said their name. Yeah. They're the ones that call all the shots. What's the, what's... Yeah, yeah, the little blue guys. And, uh... The Cosmic Smurfs. Guy that, yeah, the, the, little bad, the little bad guy uh, that they made, like, Parallax. Um, and the funny thing is, actually, I should know who these guys are, because I did the damn design for that stupid first Green Lantern thing, before they had the ring, they had that, like, arm thing. I did the design for that. Oh, really? Yeah, I did a picture of the guy on the cover with the damn arm. I can't remember what his name is, though. Uh, it's just funny, you kind of go through all you, after so many years, they, they, they'll ask you to do like little things here and little things there, and you're like, yeah, yeah, and then it gets used over and over again, and you're like, crap, I should remember that. <laughs> that was that thing I did. Oh, yeah, we all loved yeah. that thing. What was it? Yeah. I don't know. It was a thing I did. I <laughs> Thank you for enjoying it, though. I yeah. That was 18,000 character drawings ago. Sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, I, it's, I, did, I did a ton of character designs. 
Oh wow. Yeah, I wanna be my character. Um, <laughs> uh who was some of the other ones? They did a oh jeez. The creeper. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wanted it to be like uh some sort of Chinese uh they feel like Chinese Chinese is a demon. I don't know what happened with the design, I thought it came out really nice, but they went with it. They decided it was like two something or other and they went in a different direction. So Lovely. Thanks for passing on it, though. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll use it for something later. But I'll tell you what. Um, would you, uh, I'd like to have you on again. Okay. Um, most definitely with Steps being able to be here. Um, he's a big comic <laughs> book guy, too. And I've gotten to do all these, like our Eric Larson one. He couldn't make it for something. I had um, Chris Ryle on earlier. He couldn't make it. And I, I'm starting to feel bad because I'm getting like <laughs> all these great guests of stuff that we absolutely love, and I'm doing them by myself, and I just I feel like such a heel. Well, we could do it after Wonder Woman comes out because uh, <gasps> the best part of the DCEU to me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That Gal Gadot. Incredible. Oh my God, does she not kick ass as Wonder Woman? When that when that was like my favorite, I think scene in the. The smile? Watch like the end of it now. When she, when she, oh yeah. Well, when she drops down first, you know, when she he's about to get killed by, I'm supposed to about to get killed by Doomsday, and she drops down. You don't see her, but you just see you know, the energy hits, and Batman doesn't die, and then you see her, and the music hits. Like oh, that's oh, see like, that's that's the knocked on the ground, and uh, the smile, and she has that smirk. Like, yes, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Cold. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. That made that whole movie for me. I was like, yes! Yeah, right there. There we go. That's it. That's what I want to see. Okay. Oh, my God. I can't wait for that. That new TV spot. It. I just... Yeah. They're they're killing yeah. that one right there. My wife... Because my wife doesn't go to the movies with me because she, she can't hear them well. Um, so I usually will go by myself to go see the superhero movies. And uh, she's like, you're not allowed to talk about that one. <laughs> so I, you can't talk about that one until I see it. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm... I'm usually get, and they usually get, like, these two usually send us the copy, the DVDs, the Blu-rays. And, nice. Uh, so, awesome. when Batman Superman came out, they we went that damn 4K stuff. And so I was like, should I buy the 4K? I was like, yeah, buy the 4K, because then you get a 4K television player later. Like, okay, I'll buy the 4K. But the 4K didn't come with the, the extended cut on Blu-ray. You just got the regular... Theatrical version. Really? I was, like, wow. I was like, damn it! So I had to go buy the buy it again on the Blu-ray so I could get the, the extended cut because I hadn't seen that yet. Why would they not? And then, like a week later, DC sends it to me. Ah! <laughs> I'm like, I got like three more copies. Of... <laughs> That's funny. Ah, <laughs> gum. Which is fine because I like I, my first Man of Steel DVD, uh, our Blu-ray broke. Or I got a, a, a scratch on it. So, like, so I had to go buy it again. Oh. So, so I have two copies of that. So. <laughs> I'll tell you, I just... And I, have, and I, I downloaded it onto my iPad when I was uh, at a show. 
The only thing I want is I want them to announce that Jesse Eisenberg is a faulty clone of the real Lex Luthor, and then we get a real Lex Luthor. Yeah, I like him with Lex Luthor, so... Oh, dude, I, I couldn't... I have... I don't want you to like the regular Lex Luthor. He bugs the crap out of me. I like the Justice League cartoon Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah, the he's pretty good. Superman 1 is pretty good. Um, I, like, I, he's pretty, I, like, I hated the ones in the movie. The movie before. Oh, no. Like, Boo. The, the whole, the whole, like, how is this the smartest person on the planet? Right, it's all real estate scams. It's like, it's like, it's like he's a Donald Trump... Like, oh, right, exactly. Greatest, and it's and all like, like you're, you're making, you know, you're blowing up a planet for a real estate. Like, exactly. Like, they're not making. They're not. The only thing they're not making more land. Well, that's not actually technically true. The ones popping up from hot spots from convection, and uh, as you know, the Earth and place move around. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like every so, every every Lex Luthor plotline in every non-animated movie has literally just been a real estate scam. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, come on, really? Really, really? <laughs> like, that that's what you're going to do with supposedly the smartest man alive? Yeah, that's a bo- that always bothered me. I, I, I mean, up, up till that point, I liked Kevin Spacey. And Returns, I thought he was pretty good. Actually, I like, I, in general, I liked that movie until the end. So. Superman Returns? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, if you listen to Brandon Routh talk about it, because I've heard him do interviews... When he mm-hmm. when he got contracted to do it, it was a completely different movie. Everything you saw yeah, in there that's that you the problem, just is like, I mean, it was rewrites. It was yeah. studio rewrites by people who have no because idea. Scene, the scene with the plane is incredible. Yes, that's like the first time I've seen Superman actually. I only know the, the I feel bad for Christopher Reeves because he just there was technology didn't exist for that kind of stuff back in the day. Right. It just wasn't there. I mean, you watch like Superman two and like the fight where he fights. Zod and uh, she was called or she's called something else. I mean, but, uh, when he fights, it's like slow and it's cumbersome, you know. It just, it, it, but then he watched the real Superman and the Man of Steel fighting Zod, and it's just like, oh, amazing. Hang on, it's just like incredible. Yeah, you're, you're like, oh my gosh. He just punched yeah. him through three buildings. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm drawing that. I'm drawing I'm that. Draw- <laughs> I'll tell you what, when Batman v Superman, when when it shows the, when Affleck flashes back to, to when he's trying to get into his own building, and it's all in the background, but you see Zod grab Superman, they go flying into a building, and then you just see like laser eyes from inside the yeah, building yeah. just cut the whole thing in half, and you're just like, yes! Like, you just get all, yeah, yeah, like, I alpha know. male, like, yes! Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's totally, it's, it's totally for the male power fantasy. It's totally what it is. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to, you know, I want to see, you know, what is this? They're gods fighting. I want to see this stuff. Thank that's you. What it would look like. That's what I want to see. I want I, look when they did the thing where they displaced the rain. Like I was like, yes, yeah. that's why yeah. I'm excited for The Rock being cast as Black Adam. I want, I want to oh, see yeah. Black Adam fight Superman so bad. Oh yeah, that'll be really cool. That'll be I'm an actually, amazing I, scene. I, my my fan theory is I would love for The Rock to be both Black Adam 
and Shazam. And Shazam. Yeah. I'd be down with so, that. Because he can play those kind of characters. He's actually, you know, I really liked him in uh, Central Intelligence. Yes. He can play those kind of, you know, off-the-wall goofball characters. So I don't know why that we can't just do that. Because everybody go, you should cast this guy and this guy. Like, yeah, they might. And it, it, the, the thing is, they're only fan casting on visuals. Right. Does he look like that character? Like, yeah, they, he looks like the character, but can he act? Can he carry a whole movie? I think he because, really could. You know, oh, The Rock could. But, like, they want the guy who played Colossus to be Shazam. So, yeah, he looks like Shazam, but he doesn't have the acting chops. He doesn't have the chops, right. Yeah, he might be a, good, a decent actor. He might eventually become a great actor. Um, but right now, he just doesn't have, doesn't have it. He needs and to be like, a god he, controlled by a 13-year-old boy. Can he pull that off? Yeah, yeah. He, he needs to let off. I think The Rock can pull that off. I just, I just want to hear him scream Mazas in the black Adam suit once. Yeah, I can't wait to see that stuff. Because I'm oh. a giant dork like that. That yeah, would make I, me I, so I, happy. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 just seeing this stuff, I mean, uh, like I was really worried about the Wonder Woman costume. Because, um, you know, there's like, been so many weird ones, and I know like, some people wanted her to be in the bathing suit. I was like, well, you can't no. put her in the bathing suit. I was going to say, can we, yeah, I mean, can we not do the Betty Page pinup Wonder Woman, can we do the, 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 hello, I'm an Amazonian warrior princess. It keeps keeps enough of the, of of the original design, but it also makes it, you know, not, so it looks like she's wearing a bathing suit. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like a functional Amazonian combat suit. Yeah, yeah, this is something I think, you know, she might also, Exactly. The, the boots are like, she doesn't need the high heels, but... <laughs> I, I, I just, for, for the DCEU right now, that's probably the biggest thing I'm excited about is actually yeah. Wonder Woman. Because if she plays her in that as well as she did in Batman v Superman, that movie's going to be a feast. Oh, I know. I'm really looking forward to it. The, the fighting is going to be incredible. Oh, yeah, from what I've seen already, I was a little worried. Um, I'm always a little worried because it's like, I think Zach is set up beautiful style for like the fighting and stuff I was just worried that abuse um I was worried that they would go more like how Marvel Studios does it where like just kind of martial arts right and then, and then occasionally a good punch to go fly uh, this seems to be definitely that she's you know she's saying I want she needs to be able to fight Superman and so she they need, they need to have the same kind of level of fighting right she definitely can pull off that I'm gonna punch you so hard your soul feels it going on yeah that's why I love that whole Yes, dude. Uh, that, that, she's, just, she's just a badass, and I was like, I like how they're using the, the lasso as kind of a whip, so it's not just like it's just on her side. She's actually using it in fighting and stuff like that. I think, like, oh, that that, that, looks, that looks great. I'm sold. Yeah, the newest trailer. It's all over the place. Like she's using it yeah. to wrap people up and fling them yeah, into the yeah, ground. I was like, I'm sold. Right. Exactly. The the meme. The shut up and take my money. The fry. The yeah, fry. Yeah, meme. Shut up and take my money. I'm sold. Dude. I just need a couple things, and I, I, I specifically don't watch uh, like a friend of mine, like the new Spider-Man trailer. He's like, they tell you the whole story. I'm like, okay. So then, like a week later, I'm like, well, did you watch it? Like, no, you told me not. To, you told me to tell me the whole story. I don't want to know the whole story. Right. I like being surprised. Some. 
That's actually what I, I was talking to. I was talking to somebody about uh, on the show about the the Last Jedi trailer, and I was like, I don't want them to cut another one. Everybody who loves Star Wars is going to go see that movie. They barely showed oh, yeah, you anything. I don't, I don't love Star Wars though, so I'm not going to see. I'll, I'll wait. Right, but but for me, I was like, that trailer's enough. It's a minute and a half. But you know, you're actually in the entertainment business. There's already a built-in base. Yeah. The people who are going to go see Star Wars are already going to go see Star Wars. You could have just had a droid roll across the screen. <laughs> that BB-8 thing roll across the screen and then holding a sign and Star Wars The Last Jedi. That's all you have. <laughs> take my money, take it. It's him bringing somebody a glass of water and they're just like, best trailer yeah, ever. It. Oh my god, no, the people yeah, so suck so the, hard. We, we watch the movie, and then we go to have dinner after go to Arby's afterwards. It's like about four. And uh, he's like, he doesn't say anything. He's like, he's like, like, he's like smiling. He's like all excited. Just, what'd you think? I was like, eh. And that would have been <laughs> me. Eh. The prequels suck. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't sit down again. I'm sorry. The prequels <laughs> suck so hard. Uh, the costumes and costuming is beautiful, but the acting was not good. And uh, the gaming, we, we got poor Sam Jackson not being able to make me happy. And right, and the story blew goats in all three movies. going on midnight in my time okay yeah i'll let you go i'll let you go i totally want to have you back on with steps i've had a blast um i really have thank you for your time i've been a fan of your work since since the stuff that you even say you don't like to remember i've been (laughs) i've been a fan of that for this long um Uh, i'm still a fan of what you're doing at dc oh thank you you're gonna get that wally west book and i will be the first one to buy Hopefully. Every issue of it as it comes out. I'm, I'm pushing for it. I'm pushing for it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very complicated. I mean, at least, we, at least we got him a little bit in tight. Exactly. But um, I really do appreciate your time. Thank you. I, I, uh, This podcast has afforded me the opportunity to talk to to people like you. And I know some people, they, they start these things to talk to the biggest actor out there. I'm going to land so-and-so, but... For me, I'm I'm getting to talk to my heroes that make books about heroes, and yeah, and um, you are definitely up there. You and Larson and Ratman and we Lee. I mean, we, we we still love these things. That's the thing. It's like you know, I've always loved the the comics. Not but always, but I mean, got to got into it late. But I mean, it's it was it was there for me when I was in an adolescent. And exactly.
free, you know, every week I go to the comic store because I didn't have a comic book store when I first lived. When I moved, I got a comic store, so I was able to go to the comic book store once a week, get all the damn comics when it came out, as opposed to trying to find them at the West, the Walden Books and the, <laughs> on the, the rack that they'd have. Oh, it was terrible trying to get comics. I remember trying to find the good ones in the grocery store yeah. on the, uh, on, on no, the, we, we, the spinner yeah, rack. Yeah, we, we, we'd have to go, like, you know, when did they come out? Like, they come out, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at specific stores would get comics at specific times. So, like, we'd ride our bikes to, you know, this store, and then we'd walk to the mall on this day, because that's when they came out of the wall of the books, and then they'd have them at this, 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 I think it was called Ideal. And that's where they got to the grocery store, they had comics there, so they had to go there on Thursday. <laughs> yep, I had the, I had the, the spinner rack of chance. Be- yeah. Before I found a place that, it was like a, uh, it was called Park News, and it was in the downtown where I grew up. And I wasn't al- I, well. I wasn't allowed to go in there because they also it was a he was a tobacconist too. So when I was younger, uh, it was okay. yeah, yeah, like the the humidor, and you could smell the I, I that smell will always take me back. <laughs> but it, you know, he had a humidor, and there were all the t- different types of cigarettes and loose tobacco and yep, pipes. Yep. And but it was also a newsstand, so he had. The first time I was like, screw it, I'm going in. <laughs> I walked in and it was just like Gene Wilder singing about pure imagination because it was just like whole racks of yeah. everything. And I was just like, this is my this is my home now. The smell yeah. of cigars in a humidor and the smell of magazine pages because... Uh, like we went, when we lived, we went to uh, like relatives in Michigan, uh, my, uh, my cousin He's a is an English professor, but he also was in the comics, and so he they were actually there were actually comic book stores there. So we went up there. And I was gotten the guy was in the comics, and he was in the comics. So he was like took, took me to all these stores, and uh, he really wanted to like pushing you know, oh, there's, there's the Dark Knight, and he really should read the Dark Knight, and I was like, eh, yeah. X Men, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, X Men, X Men, I want X Men. I'll tell you what, I, I still have, it's the, uh, it was the 90s, so of course it's the holographic cover with all the X's on it, and, yeah. then, and then the actual art cover is the little square letterbox in the middle. Yeah, yeah, because that, that was, that, yeah, that was funny. It was one of the annuals, and it was the one where um, Fabian Cortez tor- uh, tortures a young mutant to death, and Wolverine kills him for it. It was yeah. It was during the I think it was during the asteroid M. It was whenever Magneto had the uh, the acolytes, and Fabian Cortez was like the lead acolyte, and he tortures one to death, and Wolverine like guts him like a fish, and that yeah. and that that issue has always stayed with me because I'm, you know, it was the first time that I remember actually seeing him not kill someone in a fight, but just straight up walk up behind somebody and murder them. For what they did, like, because they're not fighting. He literally just walks yeah. up behind Fabian in that issue, and they just did the little word bubble snicked, and then yep. Fabian looks down, and there's three claws coming out of his chest, and that just like blew yep. my mind. <laughs> I was like, "Holy crap! He just straight up killed a dude." They weren't even yeah. fighting, and then the issue where uh, Magneto ripped all the antimanium out of his skin, uh, out of his skeleton through his skin cell, like his pores. Yeah. Those issues uh, really stood Mine out. would be X-Men Annual 10 with the uh, the X-Babies for the first time. Ooh! 
Yes. Yeah, Art Adams, all Art Adams, all. That was my Bible for the longest time. <laughs> I got really into the Age of Apocalypse. Uh, I'm, I'm, younger. I'm older, so I got into the it was just Art Adams stuff. It, but that's what Art Adams and then Walt Simons and Dex Doctor just totally yes. cemented me into you know, comic <laughs> Got you, man. That's my favorite stuff. And then the Wall. I really like the Wally series. So it was like those. Those. That was my big, my big DC book was the, the Flash. I was such a typical kid in the '90s. Mine was Spawn. And then I and then they introduced a character called Chapel. In yeah. in the spot, and I actually really got into Chapel, and he had his own mini series, and I yeah. remember I got every single one of those, and I one really the Young Blood one one of the Young Blood number ones, the new Young Blood number one alternate covers by Chris Daughtry has Chapel on. Oh, the stuff that they just put out. Yeah. Ooh, I have to look. For, I I have to see if uh if my local shop up the road doesn't have They're it. Just, I can get him to order it for me. I'll just have to wait on it. Yeah, they're doing a second printing. So. Yeah, that, yeah, I'll have him order it for me, and I'll just pick it up when it when it becomes available. I I really dug that Chapel character, but yeah, like for me, it was it was bat. I I do love Batman, um, and it but it it all depends on the art style and who's writing him. Um, yeah, I I really like the Batman uh, Son of the Demon was the graphic novel. Yes, um, I love that. That was that was what I really liked, and then uh, really enjoyed that uh, Jim's Hush. You said that earlier. I don't know if you heard me, but I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, Hush!" Yeah, Hush was great, um, and then uh, I really liked the, the Court of the Owls. With the, uh, that's that's exactly. I was going to say I've got the trades. That's I like actually one of my favorite recent ones was that one. I bought the trades for that, and I actually got the. Um, the the one that actually came with the Court of Owls mask in it, like I went and bought and yeah. bought that like as soon as I saw it in a Barnes and Noble, I was like, I don't care how much they're overcharging for it, it's mine. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably like to me one of like the best of the recent Batman stuff. That's that was phenomenal. It really was. It was, it was different and new. I think that's why it was cool. I like Snyder and Capullo's Batman a lot. They do, and, that, and that's what I mean. I like that. I like Batman. I faded in and out depending on who was who was dealing with yeah. it. But but I'm like that with oh, a lot of books I mean, now. You know, every every you kind of throw. It's like, uh, like my Flash, my favorite Flash uh, stuff was Wally. But I really like the Jackson Guy stuff. And there's the uh, Oscar Menez did the stuff with Wade and the first Savitar appearances. Yes, um, that was the stuff I really really liked. Um, but I know other people's are, you know, this other guy is their favorite. So that, that, that's the really the cool thing about doing this whole comic thing. Cause, you know, it's everything, everybody's got a favorite. I've always you know, said it's, at, it's the most... There, and, well, why do you like this guy like this? Oh, I did, it's really good job with that. And it's like, oh, you know, like my favorite, like I really like the, I like Ray Fogel's Batman a lot because I really like what he did with the package cape. Yes. I mean, it's something as simple as that, the way that made a huge giant thing. Um, yeah, but it wasn't like uh, what Luke Fong does with Spawn. It's, it's a different take on it. I thought it worked really well. So. Oh yeah, I totally. But, yeah, I, I totally get what, what you what you're saying with that. Yeah, and that's the thing is when you do these characters, they kind of you know put your own stamp on it. It's, it's difficult. You know what hasn't been done. I mean, uh, when I read the Flash, there was no lightning initially, and then I was like, well, why is there lightning now? 
I because like it that. makes scientific sense. But the funny thing is, it's like the old school flash frames don't like the lightning. <laughs> but so, it scientifically like, makes like sense. Deep, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, you know. And uh, so you're like, well, what? How can you know? Me doing the flash, it's just like trying to figure out the best way to make the the book look exciting. And I kind of I did done something on Nightwing. We had it was like fighting these guys, and there was like a helicopter. And I thought, when I was doing that, would be kind of cool to make the helicopter blade kind of moving through the page. As he's doing the helicopter thing, where he's like jumping to the helicopter and he's like plunging the guys out, a couple of the guys out, close or something. And uh, so I started, I started doing that, messing with the panels, and I so I, that's like my stick for the flashes. The panels are never. I don't ever draw like a grid. Right. It's all at an angle. To create and move your eye to the page as fast as I can. Well, yeah, so you can, <laughs> yeah, you, I mean. But I still do it on the Titans, because I actually, I, I actually, yeah, yeah, absolutely hate drawing the grid. But <laughs> I, I hate the grid, which is funny, because I have to, like, we, there's, like, there's actually, uh, there's two pages in the Titans issue six that we kicked out. Really? We had actually, I had actually drawn the grid, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated drawing the grid. Never drawing the standard, standard panel, uh, standard comic grid again. Never doing it. But I mean, that's I just it. Like, now, like so with the Flash, if you're going to make him the metahuman, then you have to use the science logic. If you're going to go with like the older kind of Flash, like the Jay Garrick Flash, he was based off of Merc. You know, he was um, what? Uh, uh, hard, heavy water. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I mean, you know, when when they were based off of the Norse and the Greek mythologies, then yeah. sure he can just run fast because he's yeah. But I mean, if he's a meta, then yeah. you have well, to bring the science well, you don't in. Give, you bring the science in, but you can't put too much. You right. Have to, you have to leave some things kind of vague because you need to leave some wiggle room for people in the future. And you also don't want to write something and then immediately uh, it's disproven and then you look like an idiot. <laughs> That's true too. So yeah, you gotta be careful. Yeah, pick, pick your science carefully. <laughs> exactly. Alrighty, well, I'll let you guys get let let you go because uh, your buddy couldn't make it. So. <laughs> yeah, but we we definitely, like I said, we definitely want to. I want to yeah, have well, you. I want to have you back on for me because. <laughs> I've had a blast, and it's just, it's been awesome. I look like a kid on Christmas. Cool. Over right. here. Well, I will talk to you later, then. All righty, man. You have a great night. You too. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Yes, sir. Bye. Okay, guys, that was Brett Booth. Um, I just had a giant nerd out during this whole conversation. Um, we talked about everything. We even talked about dinosaurs, and it was a blast. Um, I know the episode went long. I would have let him talk until the sun came up for me. But um, my kids got to go to bed and my wife's got to go to bed. So I have a bedtime because I have a family. But um, thanks for hanging out with me. I will definitely have him back on. And a big thank you to Brett Booth for giving me so much of your time and for being so open and gracious. Um, it's been a blast. So... Until next time, guys, remember, always making the world a better place, one nerd at a time. See ya.